0: Hello, welcome to episode 141 of Speech i Remember. a Speech and I'm me, Chris Wade, Speech i therapist. So I'm just heading to my second part of the day. Um, it was a four hour drive, or three and a half hour drive, um, which was my first and second. The first one was right around the corner from our house. And it was a, um, a PCP meeting, first and second planning meeting um, for an ID. Technically, Wales was replacing statements, but I know it's a bit more complicated than that. Um, And it was a young kid that I assessed with my professionals to, uh, we gave a diagnosis, um, he's autistic, and I expressed concerns with regards to language, potential language disorder. And and the meeting was a a group of professionals, parents, school, um, and basically thrashing out. The, um, technically, it really feels like we're crashing out the application of an IDP. At the end of the meeting, the local authority representative and the SENCO or ALENCO um, asked, the, asked the family whether they felt the child needs an IDP, which is the protective provision, in, in essence, or whether they'd be happy as a one-page plan. Um, and I lost my role in the meeting as an advocate, my role wasn't as a speech therapist, to be able to be fair, it was to represent the assessment that we we had done and the diagnosis we had given as a team. Um, I stepped in, I said, look, my experience is I, I do X number of appeals, like several hundred appeals a year, I'm um, in tribunals every single month, sometimes once month, a week, But um, this is a child that would typically, have course, statement in Wales, um, and in England, with the same difficulties, we have a, a, an education healthcare plan. And I, we managed together to persuade them to take it to panel. So the IDP will, um, kind of the, the PCP minutes go to panel with all the information to then decide whether the child needs an IDP. If they reject it, at the moment, uh, the local Authority representative said there's no, there's no way of appealing. Because it should, it It's not mandated that it should happen because of his age. However, um, if, however, from September, um, there's a new age, we're in the next year group, which is when, um, the, the when they should then be able to get one. Um, so oh, it's, it's it's quite complicated to be honest. So that was my first word. Um, Overrun by half an hour. My next one was miles away, so three and a half hour drive. Um, so I'm there about getting get there on the time for the next one. The next one's just a standard appeal assessment, so maybe a comprehensive assessment, um standardized informal, formal assessments. Looking at understanding the language, use the language, speech, touchability, fluency, social interaction, social communication skills. Um, and that's about it, to be honest. So I'm um, in that at the house today. Um, this week, I've you know, covered a couple of thousand miles this week, going back and forth to assessments. Uh, yesterday was actually quite a day. I reviewed a child yesterday that I assessed two years ago, pre-COVID. And we, at the time, um, I had concerns around social attraction, social communication skills. Um, at the time, this was a child who was just over two. who didn't have any language, no speech, didn't. Would lead you by the hand, um, would typically kind of look towards you, would integrate their communication skills. And um, But from but a medical perspective, the, the child was kind of heavily constipated, and the family uh, were very poorly supported around this from the NHS, and therefore they reached out to a charity and managed to get some consultation from the charity to. Work through the conservation and honestly, mum up the door yesterday, and this kid is completely different. Um, so, they their first words are 27 months, um, starting to put words together. Um, yesterday, I was saying age appropriate length of sentences with some grammatical errors, which is to be expected. Um, lovely social attraction, social communication skills. Um, Attended to the assessment, so half an hour sat on the backside on the carpet next to me, um, going through the assessment. Um, really good vocabulary and really warm interaction, which was lovely. So it's interesting because, um, as Mum had suspected right at the time, if we can work on uh, this, this, this toileting issue, the conservation, all that the, the impact of that on this child, then, um, and we, and things could change significantly. And I remember thinking, look, this child, if they go through an autism assessment, which I was advising them not to, um, they could end up with a diagnosis of autism, and just didn't feel right. Whilst they ticked the boxes, it didn't feel right. Um, there's no intervention from me. We've I've seen the little one three times. Um, um, so, sort of like an, an assessment, a follow up consultation, which is kind of um, giving some kind of strategies uh, for them to do therapy, and then, then yes, they arrive at the reassessment. Um, and the, the only issue I say we've got at the moment is speech intelligibility, but to be fair, with the, the rapid progress in expressive language skills. Um, I, I don't feel that working on speech intelligibility is the right thing right now. Um, right now I think doing some functional modelling, um, so r- repeat um, and correcting uh, when it comes to speech intelligibility errors. Um, I've advised to... They uh, said, so look, when they're, when they're in reception in December, in between, between September and December, let's settle into reception. Maybe in the second half of the term, I've come from school. You're an amazing school um you just get her and they 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 have no concerns whatsoever. They had concerns at the start when she joined September they it now they don't have any concerns. So I said, look, let's just see how school uh, school of professionals too. Um you monitor as parents and I don't want to book you in for a review assessment for the sake of you paying for a review assessment. Let's just you you communicate with school, um communicate with me if you have concerns but I feel I like just think she's gonna keep progressing. True. Sure. So it was just, and it was just the best appointment to have. Um, so after that, I've got two other children that i been working with locally. Um, one of them has a communication board, by their NHS therapist, and they're not using it that frequently. Um, it's not that functional at the moment. Um, parents are just starting to use it a bit more, but they're having real difficulties with frustration. Um, and kind of demand avoided type kind of presentation at school. So I introduced the teach system um, to the teaching system, and we had half an hour of amazing independent learning. Um, and then we had some requests in which some of it were verbal, which is amazing. Um, it's, I, I'm not lucky, but I know I've been to never to get a child to talk. Um. But for this particular child, they they have a voice, sometimes they use it. Sometimes they prefer to use a board. Sometimes they use gestures. Sometimes they use physical behaviour. So we're trying to work out a system that's a bit more reliable for them. Um, and yes, it was a really productive session. And then my last session of the day, I've got a little one who was under two, who doesn't, who has a small number of single words that they use, and we're working on. Um, initiation of communication, so requesting um, objects that they like. So, so yes, we are using, um, and I, I only use this to start in terms of initiation because um, I, I I don't see positive results often with, with communication boards, with children that present in this particular way. Um, so we're, we're doing some kind of physical prompting. Uh, and we're working through kind of early stages of, well, the early stage of PEC in terms of initiation. Uh, as soon as we got initiation, I'm going to move it over to a communication app. Um, and again, some are like using modeling, using some hand over hand prompting um, and error correction here and there. But I am, um, for this child, I, mean, I, I, I have gripes with kind of um with, some clinicians stating what we can and can't do while well, speech learning therapists, but with autistic kids, um, I have a vast amount of experience in third therapy. I know what works, I know what doesn't work, um, and I I know what what I'm opening up when I can, when we can get a child to initiate instructions and initiate communication, and um, we know how much we're reducing the the frustration um how we're we're building on what they have. Um and I and I I wholly understand body autonomy. Um and it's 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 a it's a difficult it's it's very very it's bit difficult because until I can until I'm shown um ways that work that don't um for the children that aren't requested that are struggling to or, or children where we're not able to meet them in their own world and they're and they're becoming increasingly frustrated, presented with behaviour that challenge. And when I can see a system that could work to reduce the frustration, to reduce anxiety, to increase their participation, to increase their kind um, of their ability to um, control the environment by making requests and um, to choice making, etc., and build on communication skills. Um, then I I will use approaches that have um, that, that people have used for years. And pecs. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of pecs. Haven't been for a long time. And I'm a much more um, high-tech AAC. AAC in general, just um, um I I have lots of success with. However at this first stage for a child number two to initiate communication to fire the adult in the room, to be persistent in communicating in order to get their needs um, I, I do find that text can be successful in this way, but a lot of children do not take text at all um, and I'm not a therapist that is that has one bag of tricks and um, or one tool in their toolbox and just keeps hitting the screw with the hammer in order to try and turn it into a nail or in order to get it to go in. You've got to look at all these different approaches and create an approach that's completely tailored to that child. And I'm, I, I'm yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll use approaches that I have experienced in them with particular children. A particular diagnosis that I've seen is successful, um, and if I find that it's not successful for that particular child, then I'll try something else. Um, with this little one, um, since we started attention autism, since we started doing a tiny bit of pecs, um So, and it works out about six minutes per day of and um, We're trying to break down it into get a bit of structure and consistency. Um, They're starting to kind of um, allow people into into, into their interactions. They've become more vocal. They are seeking um, kind of their parent more often. When I went in yesterday, he was absolutely howling and chuckling when I went in. Um, And he 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 greeted me. So um, not verbally, he greeted me i use using some more single words um as, as reported by parents. So I'm seeing positive impacts from using this. But you know I've never seen an adult use pets, um in terms of adults learn with learning disabilities rather than autism. Um or autistic adults, sorry. Um so I'm I'm mindful that I help families work out systems that are going to be functional and long term, but I'm also mindful that we have to use what tools are available and for this particular child I think this tool is going to be a good tool to start with and then we'll phase them over to something that's a lot more dynamic and fluid Um, and yeah there we go right um, enjoy the rest of your day take care thank you bye